Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to another edition of the State of the Saints podcast. Of course, we talk New Orleans Saints. Thank you for tuning in. And rather you're checking this out on YouTube, Facebook, or the audio podcast, I really do appreciate it. We're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints and quarterback Taysom Hill on this edition. We're going to be talking about Taysom Hill, and in a few minutes, I'm going to explain why we're talking about Taysom Hill and why the topic of conversation is, will Taysom Hill play quarterback exclusively this 2020 season? But um, I want to also uh, make a few announcements before I get started. Uh, on tomorrow on the State of the Saints podcast, we will have Rod Walker. Uh, some of you probably know Rod Walker from the times Picayune down in New Orleans as a as a sports writer, um, he's going to be on the show. And on Thursday, we're going to have former left tackle Super Bowl champion Jamon Bushride will be on the State of the Saints podcast. So we have a busy week here uh, on the State of the Saints podcast, and hopefully you tune in to those interviews. And also, I want to give a special shout out to Amy Just. Uh, I did an interview with her and uh, just want to thank her for her time. Uh, she really uh, gave us some some things to talk about in the Who That Nation. And honestly, uh, she gave us uh, the topic of conversation on this edition. And uh, we're going to talk about Taysom Hill because during the interview that I, I did with Amy just, uh, she brought up a very interesting, um, you know, uh, interesting, uh, I guess, uh, situation that happened uh, at Saints training camp involving Taysom Hill. Now, we all know that Taysom Hill, he is the quarterback of the Saints, but we also know that he is a Swiss Army knife. And for those that don't know what a Swiss Army knife is, well, I, I wonder what rock that you've been living under or what cave uh, you've been chilling in for the last million gazillion years. But a Swiss Army knife uh, is a player that can do multiple things. And uh, But uh, according to Amy Just, uh, surprisingly, uh, Taysom Hill hasn't, really been doing any of those things but overall uh how has Taysom Hill uh been in training camp so far what have you seen from him he's looked good um he's getting those you know number two reps uh behind Drew at least for now mm. um he looks good you know he hasn't been super involved yet um at you know wide receiver tight end insert position here um so is that indicative of what they plan to do with him? I don't know. Does he need to practice at wide receiver? He does a pretty good job. Um, so we'll see how that ends up working out. But so far, so good. Yeah, man. I mean, I was shocked. I mean, honestly, I mean, I would have thought that Taysom Hill uh, would have been playing uh, all the different positions that he played last season. But uh, according to Amy Just, uh, he hasn't done anything except uh, – play the quarterback position now she did mention you know i want to make sure i bring this up she did mention that 
there are practices that take place that are not open to the media. So um, as far as she knows, uh, he probably has been running offense, uh, offensive plays at the wide receiver position, at the tight end position, running back. Uh, she doesn't know. You know, she she made sure that is known. And I want to make sure that is uh, mentioned here on the State of the Saints podcast. But uh, just for him to be playing exclusively quarterback uh, for the media, um, I, I really think that that is something that we need to look at. And I also think we need to understand that the Saints did uh, make uh, quite a bit of a commitment uh, to Taysom Hill. I mean, they gave him like, what, two years, $21 million, if I'm not mistaken. So um, you're not going to give a guy that type of money and not be invested in him in some way, shape, or form. And I do, do also feel that the New Orleans Saints want to give Taysom Hill an opportunity to legitimately uh, try to be the successor to Drew Brees. Now, we know that Jameis Winston is here. Jameis Winston is a first-round, first overall pick in a 2015 NFL draft. We know that he was a starter in Tampa. We knew he threw for uh, 5,000 yards last season. He threw 30-plus touchdowns, 30 interceptions. But we know that Jameis Winston can win. We know that Jameis Winston has been a winner. I mean, this guy is a national champion. If you want to look at it from a a college perspective, and I know some people like, well, it really doesn't matter what you do in college. It's about what you do in the pros. But when it comes to Jameis Winston, he has proven that he can win you football games, and he has proven that he can play well. But I think the New Orleans Saints really want to give Taysom Hill an opportunity to be that number two. I mean, uh, she even mentioned that he's taking the number two quarterback snaps which is another thing that we have to uh bring up i mean the thing where we have to discuss i mean Jameis winston unlike uh teddy bridgewater he's been playing the number three role okay we know teddy bridgewater when he came in he was drew Brees' backup and Taysom hill was doing his swiss army thing but now Taysom hill is taking backup snaps i i really I'm really shocked by these turn of events. I mean, I really am. But the question of the night is, uh, do you think that Taysom Hill is going to play quarterback exclusively? And as the, as the show go on, we got to discuss some of the things that could prevent him from hitting the field. And one person that a lot of people are very high on right now, rather it's the media or people in the Huda Nation, is Ty Montgomery, who we're going to be talking about a little bit later, and how he could possibly take over that Swiss Army role that Taysom Hill once had. But I want to say thank you to everybody in the chat. I see people are filing in. I see so many individuals that that are familiar uh, to me here in, in um, the Who That Nation and on the State of the Saints podcast. So for that, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for all those that have been supporting the State of the Saints podcast and have been uh, very instrumental to the success that we have been uh, gaining uh, as a podcast. I want to say thank you all very much. And for all the new viewers and listeners of the State of the Saints podcast, I say welcome to you. This is a open forum podcast. It's not about donating money. It's not about, you know, how much money you donate. And I'm going to read your comments if you if you do, if you don't donate. I'm, and I don't roll like that, okay? If you donate to the State of the Saints podcast, I'm appreciative of that. I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. But I do acknowledge those in the chat 
that have something to say. And I try to answer as many questions as I can. And I know a lot of people uh, inbox me the other day, say that I didn't read their question. I want to say I apologize. But sometimes when we have a lot of people inside the chat, sometimes uh, some of the questions get skipped over. So I do apologize for that. Uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that I read as many of the questions and comments as I possibly can. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get this thing started. Uh, number one, we see Jerry Poor, of course, the OG of the State of the Saints podcast. He's in the building. Uh, he says uh, he enjoyed the interview that I did with Amy Just. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Jerry. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed doing it, too. I mean, Amy Just, uh, man, I mean, me saying that she's uh, incredibly kind, it, it doesn't uh, do it justice, you know what I'm saying, to how I really feel. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that she's an incredible reporter. But, I mean, just, uh, I mean, after we went off the air, uh, you know what I'm saying? We talked for about five, uh, ten minutes just joking around about uh, some of the things that were going on at training camp, mostly uh, Jameis Winston, you know. So, um, man, she's a sh such a kind person, man. So, I mean, I really enjoyed that interview. Uh, breath of fresh air and, a, a, I mean, wonderful person. Uh, Brian, what's going on? He says, hi, we got a Josh the Saints fan. He's in the building. We got Jerry in the building saying with Zan. Uh, we got – kent jackson uh familiar we got the baddest sports show man man y'all check your boy out man baddest sports show uh on facebook man go ahead and drop that down up, up in that everett i think that's everett if i'm not mistaken man go ahead and drop that information down so people can follow the facebook page this brother is passionate about the saints he will get on you if you criticize drew Brees. <laughs> but all in all an incredible guy and a great mind for football man so make sure you drop it down ever uh let everybody know you know what I'm saying how they can get in touch with you on facebook man great page um lori what's going on lori uh chiming in said no uh she i guess she's saying that she feels like Taysom hill is going to be that Swiss Army knife. So we're going to get into that, Lori. We're going to get into that. I, I promise you uh, there, there's some logic behind uh, me saying this, and, and there's some reasons that we have to pay attention to that could prevent him from hitting the field, okay? So we'll see. Uh, once again, Jerry says, nope. Uh, Mr. Uh, Pop Street 1000 says, TJ, who that? Man, what's going on, Mr. Pop Street 1000? Uh, Josh says, I would say no. But you never know. I mean, you never know. That That is true. Uh, Jerry also says, uh, TJ, why did the Saints release linebacker Nigel Bradham? I was not happy about that. Uh, well, well, Jerry, I, I think that um, the Saints were very comfortable with who they had in the linebacker room. Uh, uh, I feel like the linebackers that the Saints actually had uh, – they, they felt like they can roll with those guys. I mean, you got to look at Nigel Bradham. Uh, no OTA, no minicamp. He is a seasoned veteran. He has played nine years in the NFL. And he is a Super Bowl champion, so he brings that cachet and credibility to the team. However, you have players on the New Orleans Saints team. You got Demario Davis. You got Caden Ellis. Uh, you got Zach Bond, who just came in. Uh, you got... Craig Robinson, right? You got Kiko Alonzo. I mean, what is the common denominator here, uh, Jerry? It's the fact that the guys that I mentioned played on this team last year, which means even though Mike Nolan is in Dallas, in comes Mike Hodges, who was the assistant linebacker coach and is familiar 
with you know familiar with the defense familiar with these linebackers and they are familiar with him okay Nigel Branham is on the outside looking in if they had OTA's minicamp maybe maybe we'll be singing another song but I feel like that hurt him the fact that they signed him in all season but he really didn't have an opportunity to connect with the coaching staff and also get acclimated with the defense so he was already playing behind an eight ball and not to mention there are some stories that I read now I don't know how legit they are okay but there were stories that said that Dennis Allen and Mike Hodges really had to kind of shove him and nudge him a tad bit to get him motivated and they wanted to see more out of him when the question was asked what did they think about Nigel Branham it was always uh we'll see uh you know what I'm saying we he's competing he's competing and when you hear guys uh saying he's competing he's competing and not he's doing well or we see some good things it's very alarming so I feel like it's the combination of him not making splashes uh him not making a splash excuse me and the fact that all those other linebackers were there last year and they are ahead of the curve i mean you can exclude zach bond i mean you drafted him so there's no way in the world they're going to try to get rid of him i mean especially being a third round pick uh he was the outside guy you know so i'm pretty sure he'll probably land in carolina somewhere because we already know that they love new orleans saints players all of a sudden and anybody that was in the Saints locker room, around the Saints locker room, had a key card at one time, but, you know, gave it away. If, if the key card, they, it was next to your cell phone and it went out and they had to go to the lobby and, and get another key card, they're going to sign the guys <laughs> from the New Orleans Saints organization. So would not be surprised if Nigel Brandon ended up in Carolina. I mean, it's just my personal opinion. Uh, Joe says, what up, TJ? I think he'll not playing quarterback. He's back in his regular play as usual. Well, uh, Joe, like I said, man, I had an interview today with Amy Justin. If you you didn't check out the interview, Joe, uh, check it out, man. If you got some time. Uh, she talked about how when they've been practicing, he, he's been playing exclusively quarterback. So that's the topic. That's the topic that we're running with tonight or today of this evening, wherever you're checking out this podcast. All right. I want to make sure I. I addressed everybody. Okay. So, but um, they said that he was just playing exclusively quarterback. So uh, it's, uh, I feel like if that's the case, then that's something that that's worth discussion. You know, I mean, we know Taysom Hill was running, uh, you know what I'm saying? To different, uh, different rooms last season. I mean, he was in a tight end room. He was in the special teams room. He was in the quarterback room. I mean, he was in a wide receiver and running back room. He was in every single room, man. So, now that he's playing exclusively exclusively quarterback, I feel like, man, you know, that, that is something that's very unusual and something worth talking about. Uh Jerry said he loves Amy Just. Uh yeah, man. Great, like I said, great person. Great person, man. Shouts out to us. Uh Brian says, and go somewhere else. Uh we'll lose a great quarterback in Taysom Hill. We don't need to do that. Uh yeah, man, but that's the best, that's just the, the nature of the beast um brian i mean when you have uh players when you have players who are good okay i mean they're not just good to the saints organization or good to the who that nation other teams see these guys okay and they know that the saints aren't going to be able to keep all these guys they're not that's the realism of it all folks 
they're not going to be able to keep all the talent. Okay, that is why you have to be in win now mode. I mean, you think about the Seattle Seahawks, right? When they had that magical two year stretch, when they went to back to back Super Bowls, won one, lost the other. Uh, when they start losing individuals, you know what I'm saying? When they start to lose different guys and guys start to go to different teams, uh, taking the money and running. I mean, it brought down, uh, you know what I'm saying, the credibility and also the defense of the team. I mean, Cam Chancellor started to get old, dealing with neck injuries. He, he decided to retire. Brandon Browner uh, ended up uh, going to the New England Patriots playing one year, you know, chasing after the money. Uh, you know, like there's so many other guys that were on that team. Um, I think uh, Malcolm Smith, uh, you know what I'm saying, he ended up going to the Raiders. So when guys start to, uh, you know, uh, develop and get good, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and don't win a Super Bowl. I mean, these guys are, are trying to probably sell themselves to the, the highest bidder at that time. I mean, not many people want to stay with the same organization if they have opportunity to go somewhere else, make more money, and they already established themselves as a Super Bowl champion. I mean, that's just the way that it is, man. We have to remember, like, we love these players, but it's a business at the same time. I mean, case and you know just just look at the case in point of uh von bell i mean von bell uh went from going to a playoff caliber team in the new orleans saints to what the worst team okay i mean record wise last season in the cincinnati Bengals. now i do feel like cincinnati is going to be better that joe borrow is there as quarterback but i mean they still have an uphill climb and they still have a young team and they got uh, a coach you know in the second season who still hasn't proven himself so i mean that that tells you everything you need to know about the nfl being a business so uh david august uh, augustine says what up tj uh who that man what's going on david appreciate it uh a bad sports show says old school deontay harris uh yeah man deontay harris i'll talk about him in a minute you know i think uh he he needs to be addressed as well uh annie thank you very much for the ten dollars she says great channel like man you all make this channel great like you all make this channel great is uh because of you i, I said it at the beginning and for those that just chimed in and, and filed in uh this channel is uh you know hitting the stride because of you all you know I, I don't think people would be uh interested in what i have to say if you all went liking and sharing these videos that i'm putting out um you know but I appreciate everybody. You know, I appreciate everybody, uh, you know, coming to the channel, uh, leaving your comments, uh, supporting the channel since since day one. Uh, thank you all for uh, seeing the vision with me, man. And we, I mean, we ain't done by a long shot. I mean, the sky's the limit for the channel. You know what I'm saying? We want to make sure that we're giving the best content possible. I want to make sure that I'm giving you all um, some some content that you all can enjoy. And like I said, this is only the beginning. So. Thank you all very much. Bad Sports Show said definitely Devontae uh, Harris. Uh, yeah, Deontay Harris. Um, I guess I, you talking about Devontae Harris because I mean Devontae Harris. I man, shh, we don't need to be talking about him, man. That's just that just straight smoke turkey right there. Okay, Deontay Harris. Okay, I, I'm down with Devontae Harris. Smoke. <laughs> Uh, and he also says, who that? Let's throw down a, a, a tad bit. Uh, Kitrell says, TJ, enjoy all the wonderful information we'll receive and keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Uh, thank thank you. Uh, thank you for, you know, 
checking it out i appreciate that real talk uh ronnie says what's good tj uh shouts out to ronnie you know shouts out to ronnie from the shot i don't know if people watch the shot man but rest in peace to ronnie on the shot <laughs> i like that show man I-, I love the shot man i don't know if y'all watch that or not but it's a great show man if you haven't check it out uh brandon said what's up oakland california in the building who that yeah man what's going on man all the way in oakland california man oak town in the house uh so uh man shouts out to mc hammer <laughs> shouts out to mc hammer man uh ray long says what's good tj the man had the same amount of touchdowns as julio jones he's too deadly to not use good interview by the way uh yeah man that's a good point but ray you also have to look at the fact that um we don't want to get this guy hurt and him lose his opportunity at the the chance to possibly become a starting quarterback in the league now when you invest 21 million dollars in a guy you don't just invest 21 million dollars in a guy and just just have him doing all these crazy things i think the saints are really going to be looking um at what they're asking him to do now okay especially now we're going to talk about him ty montgomery is in the building okay i don't understand how this guy just rose from the ashes like a phoenix like he has i mean for the last couple years in baltimore and in new york this guy has been quiet as a church mouse but it seems like to me he has resurrected himself and the saints and the coaching staff and the players cannot get enough of todd montgomery todd montgomery where's number 88 because he is supposed to be a receiver but if you follow him in green bay you know he ran between the tackles and he was really really good running the football he can catch the ball out of the backfield he can play in the slot uh you can line him up in so many different ways this guy is going to be a weapon for the new orleans saints and i feel like because he's here and because he is doing so well in camp i mean you cannot you can't know unnoticed this guy you cannot notice how good this guy is you cannot okay you cannot avoid this guy because he is making a lot of noise every time his number is called he is stepping up and the fact that alvin kamara for the last two days has been dealing with a stomach bug he has been in the rotation with latavius murray i'm gonna say that again he has been in the rotation with latavius murray keep in mind for the last three seasons the saints had or have a running back that is pretty good in Dwayne washington i mean that tells you everything you need to know about ty montgomery i feel like the saints are going to use him in a bunch of ways and it might might cause us to miss Taysom hill just a tad bit and when Taysom hill is in a game we might see him throwing the football more than an rpo game so be on the lookout be on the lookout for ty montgomery he might be the reason why Taysom hill uh don't take as many snaps as he once did so i mean that's just that's just my opinion man ty montgomery has really been uh he's he been making some some noise in camp uh jermaine man what's going on man my frat brother jermaine in the building says tj you telling the truth the seahawks bill for about three uh then dominated for two some of the athletes had uh to begin parting ways yeah i mean that's just the way it is so uh, when teams start to get good uh 
other organizations start looking at the players and like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, we need to get him. We need to get him. You know, like they start to really focus on why this team is so good. And they start looking at contracts. They start looking at guys that can actually help their team be successful. So it happens. Okay. So the Saints are going to, they're, they're going to lose some guys and they're going to be guys that we love in the Huda Nation. They're probably going to be guys that we felt like were untapped potential, but, but, but um, they're going to lose them, man. That's just the way the, the game is. Uh, so happy you had Amy on the show. Yeah, me too, man. I, I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, Brian says, can you fix yourself? You're a little fuzzy uh, there on the screen. Um, I don't know why. Probably because the I don't know. Probably because the light bright. I don't know. I'm fuzzy. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I, I don't know. Hopefully, it's not too bad. I, hopefully, it's not too bad, man. If, if I'm fuzzy, I apologize. You know, probably because um I had a, a light like on the opposite side of the room. Now I put the light like right in front of me. So that probably has something to do with it. So if I'm fuzzy, I, I apologize. I'm sorry, folks. Um, this whole green screen thing is kind of new to me. So I'm kind of learning on the fly here. Patrick says, great pod, bro. I appreciate it, Patrick. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Josh says, uh, I think Ruiz is going to be a all-decade team player. Uh, man, that's a man, that's a lot to uh put out there, uh, especially for a guy that hasn't taken a snap yet. I mean, things happen, knock on wood, you know, pending injury. I believe you, you know what I'm saying? I believe that he can be a, a transitional uh, or, you know what I'm saying, transcendent, excuse me, a transcendent player. Okay, I think he can. You know what I'm saying? I think that the Saints have been looking for a while for the next Max Unger. And no disrespect to Eric McCoy, he has done an outstanding job, especially coming in as a rookie playing at center. Uh, but I feel like Cesar Ruiz, uh, that is his primary position. I mean, he's he was a really good center when he was at the University of Michigan. Uh, there's a reason why the Saints used the first round uh, pick on him. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do, man. He's super athletic. Uh, he's confident. Uh, he, he's a guy that I feel like uh, feel like he is one of the baddest uh, mofos on the field. So uh, I think that he can uh, be one of those guys. I agree with you, but uh, let's just hope that he can stay healthy to prove us right. Uh, David said, this is the only place we can get Saints news. ESPN and NFL Network don't talk about the Saints. Uh, to be honest with you, David, that's one of the main reasons why I started this channel. Um, number one, the number one reason why I decided to, uh, to start this channel was because um, me being in radio and in broadcasting, you know, I understand how important the listener is to the show. OK, I mean, me doing my morning shows, uh, you know, I understand that the most important person um, that is mostly important uh to the success of the show is the listener i feel like sometimes like when you uh, listen to sports shows uh when you uh you know call in i feel like the, the person uh that is uh, talking to you on the other end on um, the you know who is the host or the co-host i feel like they make it too much about themselves and um i don't like that i, I don't I, I feel like the most important person is you uh i feel like if you are in the booth for four hours if you're there i mean everybody know who you are you know what I'm saying? like everybody know that you're pretty good at your job everybody know that uh you know what you're talking about 
when people call in or when people chime in through the text, they they want to be heard. And um, no disrespect to uh, some of the uh, you know stations that I've tuned into, but I, I won't mention them by name. I just feel like they make it more about themselves and, and not about the listener. And that is something that I I, I I pride myself in doing is to make sure that your voice matters as to who that nation, as a fan of the Saints. I mean, I'll talk and give my opinion, of course, but I want you all to feel comfortable in giving your opinion as well. And it shouldn't be about money and it shouldn't be about recognition and it shouldn't be about the fact that I'm a I'm a long time listener, a hundred time caller. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you should give the same energy to the to the long time listener, first time caller than you would for a guy that you actually recognize, because the guy that you recognize is going to listen to your show regardless. That person that's calling for the first time, you might gain, you know, their respect and their listening ear for years to come if you answer their, their question on their phone call and people want to matter. So that's what I try to do, man. I mean, I know that was a little bit of long spill, but just wanted to, uh, you know, bring you all inside of the mind and what I think about this and and what I try to do on this show. Okay, I mean, this show is for you all. I'm always thinking about ways uh, that I can make this show better and make the, you know, make the content better for you all to enjoy. So I think that's very important. And sometimes I feel like that's a lost art when it comes to podcasting and broadcasting, but. We're going to find it here. Okay. We're going to find it here. We're going we're gonna to bring it back and make it relevant here. The uh, real Freeman says, so we might end up cutting a, a tie to make room for Washington. Uh, I doubt that, uh, especially uh, since uh, you got um, with Johnson, uh, Badamosi, uh, he's on uh, IR. And Dwayne Washington mostly played on special teams. So I don't think that you're going to cut him. Uh, I think this guy is going to be a part of that rotation. The Saints are going to use him. Uh, believe it or not you know I don't I don't see him getting cut I mean not the way that he playing not the way uh, the articles are being written about him not the way that he is standing out in in training camp no way Um, I don't know uh, what the Saints would be thinking if they were to get rid of this guy I mean he is taking he is taking advantage of the reps he is getting uh Jerry says, Ty Montgomery sounds like a, a new kitchen appliance that you got to have. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you, you definitely got to have him, man. I mean, he may not be the Swiss Army knife, man, but my goodness, man, he the George Foreman grill. I can tell you that. You know what I'm saying? He, he definitely he definitely necessary. He the dishwasher. You know what I'm saying? He the garbage disposal. No disrespect to you know, I'm, like I'm calling him garbage, but I'm just saying there are certain things in your kitchen that you need. You know what I'm saying? You you need that garbage disposal. You need that dishwasher for all my nine dishwashers out there. Okay, <laughs> you need a guy like this that is a part of your organization, man. And why not? I mean, this guy uh, comes to your organization not demanding a whole bunch of money, and man, he can be that guy. You know, he can be that guy. I mean, we seen. Alvin Kamara uh, get hurt in the middle of the season. And even though Latavius Murray did a good job, there was still something missing catching that ball out of the backfield that Alvin Kamara could have given you if he wasn't hurt. Ty Montgomery can give you that. In my opinion, Alvin Kamara is better than him. But, I mean, if Alvin Kamara was to go down, I feel like Ty Montgomery would, would come in and he would take advantage of the reps. 
how important is the fullback to the Saints offense? I've noticed every time our fullback was hurt the last couple of years, Sean Payton uh, shot away from the run and play action. Uh, we didn't play our best. Uh, that's a good that's a good question. Um, it seems like uh, a, a fullback is imperative and, and you know, very important uh, to the New Orleans Saints organization. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, they went out there and, and got a fan favorite, uh, John Coon. Uh, you know, they got Zach Lyon who ended up retiring. I mean, they got a, I, I want to say the guy name was Ortiz, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it seems like the Saints uh, really uh, have uh, used uh, fullbacks, rather it be in a passing game or, you know, uh, blocking for the running back. So it is very important. Um, I, I even seen Taysom Hill play a little bit of fullback uh, last season. So I think that it's very important. And I think the Saints like athletic fullbacks too, guys that can catch the football. So I think they're going to use uh, a fullback again because, I, I mean, honestly, I, I've never seen Sean Payton not have one. <laughs> I mean, it tells you everything you need to know if I can just blurt out fullbacks like that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, fullback is not a position, like unless we talk about the 60s or something like that. Believe it or not, Jim Brown uh, was a fullback. Uh, but I mean, when you're talking about the present day, I mean, lot, I mean, fullbacks don't really come up like that. Uh, what's up with Gardner Johnson though? Having a good solid camp. Um, second season, he he's come in. He's more knowledgeable knowledgeable of the defense. Uh, he had a rough first day. I mean, he was out there getting uh, smoked like brisket, burnt like a biscuit. But uh, he, he ended up uh, turning the corner and. Uh, the passes that have been uh, thrown his way, he has deflected them, um, almost uh, picked them off, and um, they're saying he's having a really solid camp. So uh, I think he's going to uh, have a really good second year and uh, looking forward to seeing him play on the field in the nickel because uh, I don't see him playing a lot of safety uh, this year. Brian says, do you have to give a guy a chance at quarterback when you got your job uh, at a radio host? We gave you a shot. And we like you. Everybody deserves a shot in life. If they uh, don't uh, do good, then take it. Um, I, I, okay, Brian, that's a good point. And I appreciate that, man. You know, I, I do agree. You know, there's guys uh, who deserve opportunities. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, the fact is Taysom Hill uh, wasn't supposed to be a New Orleans Saint. Sean Payton was actually looking at the Green Bay Packers uh, tape because of a wide receiver that they wanted to bring in. And Taysom Hill was just doing some amazing things. They said, man, bring him in too. So they end up getting him. Uh, this, this guy is, you know, one of those guys who, you know, basically earned everything he got. But Taysom Hill has never been a scrub, okay? I don't know if people watch Taysom Hill in college, but Taysom Hill was really good, really talented, stayed hurt but was really talented. And uh, he does deserve an opportunity. Uh, that's why you have practice. That's why you uh, give uh, these guys the opportunity to compete. Uh, Jameis Winston, even though he is uh, a New Orleans Saint now, even though he was the first pick overall, even though he started in Tampa, does not mean that Taysom Hill can't start over Jameis Winston. And honestly, Taysom Hill has the advantage right now because Jameis – no OTA, no minicamp, gets signed by the Saints. He's learning the playbook. He's learning the cadence. He has to learn all the different audibles. He got to learn uh, the tendencies of these receivers. Taysom Hill, for the last three years, has been in the Saints 
offense. So he already has that advantage. So I'm not going to say that Sean Payton is going to turn his head. If Taysom Hill comes into uh, practice and he performs well and he does a better job than Jameis Winston, I do not believe that Sean Payton is that stubborn. Now, we know he is stubborn, but he's not that stubborn to a point where he will turn a blind eye and 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 lose an opportunity or risk an opportunity uh, and, and bet on a guy that can actually give you a better chance of winning over a guy who just here, you know, and has, you know, a good resume, you know, starting off, you know, first pick overall, national champion, starting the league, you know. So if Taysom Hill plays better than Jameis, I don't see a reason why uh, the Saints wouldn't make him a number two. I mean, that would be asinine on their part if they didn't. So John says, I've been loving all the great interviews, been listening for a while now. TJ, do you do a sports show at your radio station? You uh, need your own national sports show. Great job. Who they? Uh, John, I appreciate that, man. Um, I don't know about the whole uh, national thing. I mean, I think, uh, I, I don't know, man. You know, one day, you know, if, if God were to bless me uh, to be in that position, you know, I, I would take it. You know, I mean, that is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, I want to do sports. Uh, I've, I've said this all the time. You know, the reason I, I got into broadcasting because I feel like it's a one, the one job uh, that a person can live forever. Uh, I feel like my great grandkids, you know, like they can uh, pull up these videos and be able to see me, even if they never had any type of contact with me at all. You know what I'm saying? My great, great grandkids can see that uh, other people, generations to come can see that, uh, you know, that's the reason why I fell in love with uh, broadcasting. But to answer your question, no, I don't do sports uh, at the radio station I work at. Um, the radio station I work at is a uh, 90.9 FM uh, WLGI, we play mostly uh, uplifting music, encouraging music. Uh, we play uh, different genres of music. Uh, the show that I host is called Morning Inspirations. We play mostly like gospel music in the mornings. I'm on the air from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, every morning, Monday through Friday. So uh, y'all check it out. You know, if, if you, uh, you know, if you into gospel music, uh, you know, just check it out. You know, I, I enjoy doing that, too. Uh, I, I enjoy the interviewing process i uh, i enjoy like learning diff different aspects of radio and broadcasting and i love my job man but i definitely love doing sports uh <laughs> a lot more you know but i mean i love both of them uh 504 hot boy says saints have a lot of big contracts coming up Lattimore, ram check would both uh reset their markets alvin kamara and davis need to be paid too yep i mean I wouldn't want to be the GM, you know what I mean? I would not want to be Mickey Loomis. <laughs> but, I mean, Mickey Loomis is a cap wizard. And I think uh, if, you know, Drew Brees decides to retire, it may make things a whole lot easier. Yeah, I mean, that's just some food for thought. Josh says, how do you think they implement Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill into our offense this season? Uh, Josh, I'm going to make this plain and simple for you. Uh, I don't think Jameis will play at all if Drew Brees stays healthy. I think that we think that Jameis Winston could possibly play because we've seen Teddy Bridgewater play last season, which the only reason why Teddy Bridgewater played last season was because Drew Brees got hurt. Um, just imagine, man. I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater would be in Carolina 
if Drew Brees would have stayed healthy all 16 games. So that was actually a blessing in disguise for Teddy Bridgewater. I don't see the same situation, okay? I mean, we're kind of um, relying on Drew Brees getting hurt again uh, that we will actually see Jameis Winston. But if Drew Brees plays all 16 games, no. But when it comes to Taysom Hill, I mean, we all know the different uh you know the different uh positions he can play so i think you're going to see him and uh you know i mean i mean he's been doing it for the last three years so i think that you'll see Taysom, but i don't think you'll see Jameis unless it's an emergency and that emergency is uh drew Brees getting hurt uh the fullback is very important uh we're one of a few teams that utilize one yeah uh very important to the Saints, especially one that can catch out of the backfield. That's when um that's when the Saints uh feel like they really got something. So the truth says, uh, I don't think you can use him as a starting quarterback. He's athletic. We can use him at other positions. Uh the truth, I, I assume you're talking about Taysom Hill. I don't think I agree with that. Uh I think the play caller that Sean Payton is, I think he can find ways to utilize. Uh, Taysom Hill uh, I, I think that we look at Baltimore right we see Lamar Jackson I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't think Lamar Jackson was going to be the MVP at this stage of his career okay I mean his first full year as a starter he was league MVP it was because John Harbaugh found ways to maximize the potential of Lamar Jackson and I feel like Sean Payton can do the same thing now this is my personal opinion. Some people may differ from this, but I feel like when it comes to play calling, Sean Payton is a, a better play caller than John Harbaugh. Now, John Harbaugh offensively is not a slouch, but I feel like Sean Payton can come up with different ways uh, to make those players stand out. I feel like in the absence of Drew Brees, he completely restructured the offense that was making that made teddy bridgewater more comfortable in the pocket and as a quarterback and we've seen a completely different saints team i mean we've seen an uptick of the running game uh we've seen an uptick of the play action uh we've seen a, a few down the down the field passes now it came a couple weeks uh, i think maybe two weeks into him starting but we saw it and we saw like uh, a, a lot of uh utilizing of josh hill and jerry cook so i think that Sean Payton can find packages and find ways to make Taysom Hill more successful in a new uh innovative offense. So I, I don't I don't think I agree with that. The truth, I think that if if we're saying that, it's like we're not, you know, putting enough faith and hope in Sean Payton's play calling ability. And I, I don't think that we should do that. Now, Sean Payton does frustrate us, but one thing we can say is that Sean Payton. He, he can uh, call some plays, man, and he can, uh, you know, have that offense clicking. So, uh, Peyton says, uh, if the Saints uh, thought Taysom was the future, they never would have picked up Jameis or Teddy. I don't, I don't think I agree with that, Peyton. I, I don't. I, I don't think that that has anything to do with it. You have to understand, too, uh, Peyton, uh, sometimes guys are just work in progress, right? They're, they're just works in progress. And Taysom Hill was one of those guys. Like, we, we have to understand, man, like, this guy came from a, a what, an option 
100% uh, of the time playing in a shotgun at BYU. I mean, very little uh, pro style going on at BYU, okay? It was a lot of option plays. It was a lot of rollouts. You have to teach this guy how to be a quarterback versus somebody like Teddy Bridgewater, somebody like Jameis Winston. These guys are pocket passes. I mean, I understand the whole stigma of African-American quarterbacks, right? We just automatically think like they black, he Vic, or you know what I'm saying? He Lamar Jackson. But these guys are conventional pocket passing, uh, throw the ball first quarterbacks. And I feel like that's the type of guy that Sean Payton likes. He, that's the guy that he chooses over a guy that's probably super dynamic. And maybe that's one of the reasons why Lamar Jackson didn't come to New Orleans and they decided to go and get Davenport. It's because uh, of the, you know, the fact that Sean Payton has had Drew Brees all these years and it's pretty easy calling plays for a guy that's going to stay in the pocket and stay stationary. Taysom was a work in progress. Jameis is a work in progress, but he has been a starter and he has proven that he can win in his league. Now, he ain't never going to play all, but he has proven that he can win in his league. And Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he played pretty good, man, until, you know, he ended up uh, getting hurt and being out for almost two years. So I don't, I don't too much agree with that. I think that, um, he understands that Taysom was a work in progress. I mean, he was. If you watch Taysom Hill the first year that he was with the New Orleans Saints, and I think it was a preseason game against the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, he turned the ball over five times. Five times. I mean, you wouldn't trust him to be on the field as your quarterback either, right? You'll be trying to find other guys that can come in that if something were to happen to Drew Brees, that those guys can step in and do a – you know, a, a pretty admirable job. So I don't think it has anything to do with Taysom Hill not being able to develop. I just feel like the Saints went out and got these guys because they felt these guys would be ready at this particular time if something were to happen to Drew Brees. Taysom is still trying to prove himself. I mean, keep in mind, only 15 passing attempts throughout his entire career. Now, I mean, you can come up with any type of narrative you want. You can say he's not good enough. You can say that nobody believes in him, whatever. I'll, I'll leave that up to you. But I'm not ready to concede and say that the Saints don't believe in him. You don't pay a guy $21 million if you don't believe in him. You tell him, well, I think the Patriots want you, or you know, I think that uh, this team or that team wants you. Uh, you know, you don't pay him $21 million. You don't do that, okay? You could have giving that to somebody like Von Bell and, and had him stay or getting somebody else that, that could have came in and, you know, and probably would have did some major things in, in New Orleans. Baddest uh, says, if Sean Payton don't get his head out of his you-know-what and run the football, we're not winning the championship, another championship. Um, I agree with that. You know, I think running the ball is important. And that's kind of, you know, the, the, the motto here on the State of the Saints podcast, run the football. It's very important for us to run the football, uh, controlling the time of possession. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like Sean Payton understands uh, that they need to run the football. One, uh, one of the reasons I feel this way, uh, Bad, is it's because you don't waste the first round pick on a center if you're not trying to commit to the run, Okay. You're not trying to do that. You're not going to spend your second round pick when you didn't have a first one last year on the offensive lineman if you don't feel like 
uh, running is important. And I do think the Saints understand that Drew Brees' time is winding up. Okay, it's winding up, folks. And um, I don't know if people have been here, probably heard me say this before, but I say it again for the people that are new to the State of the Saints podcast. It's very, very simple. Running the football is a young quarterback's best friend. A good defense is a young quarterback's best friend. Now, even though Jameis Winston, for example, if he was to be the successor to Drew Brees and not Taysom, he still would be young in a Saints offense. So you're going to have to run the ball in order to make him feel a little bit more comfortable. And even with Taysom Hill, you're going to have to run the football. You're not going to be able to rely on a guy who has been in a system for the past 15 years and can run the offense uh, pretty much in his sleep. You're not going to have that. What you're going to have is some guys that can actually run the football and some guys that can play really good defense. So I think what the Saints are trying to do, I think they are trying to build their team for post-Drew Brees because make no mistake about it, folks, there are going to be mistakes that we are not normally uh, used to uh, when Drew Brees retires because there's a lot of things that Drew Brees does and he, he, he puts guys in position. When guys are out of position, you know what I'm saying? He, he tells them to get there. He, he can tell the guys where they made mistakes. He can tell a guy where to go if they see certain defenses. Younger quarterbacks, it takes them time in order for them to uh, come to uh, that type of mind frame. So if Sean Payton was smart, Baddest, that would be uh, something that he really needs to focus on is trying to pay more attention and focus more on the running game. Miguel says, uh-oh, Saints win Super Bowl. Huh? Oh, I, I wish. I hope. <laughs> I pray. Uh, Dexter says, hey, TJ, and who that nation? I just got off work. What did I miss? Uh, Dexter ain't really miss much, man. We're answering questions and, um, you know, people comments and stuff like that. I'll get back to you, the truth. Um, yeah, we're just uh, answering comments and answering questions and stuff like that. Uh, we're talking about Taysom Hill. Um Amy just uh, she she made a comment about Taysom Hill, uh, talking about how he's mostly been playing quarterback more so than doing his Swiss Army knife role. So for those that just tuned in, I'll go ahead and play a little bit of that interview with Amy just when she was talking about Taysom Hill. But overall, uh, how has Taysom Hill uh, been in training camp so far? What have you seen from him? He's looked good. Um, he's getting those you know number two reps uh, behind Drew at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks good. You know, he hasn't been super involved yet um, at, you know, wide receiver, tight end, insert position here. Um, so is that indicative of what they plan to do with him? I don't know. Does he need to practice at wide receiver? He does a pretty good job. Um, so we'll see how that ends up working out. But so far, so good. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why we're having this conversation tonight, Dex, uh, is because of the comment that she made. But I do want to clarify once again. Uh, she says that from what she sees, there's a lot of things that go on uh, that the media can't see because the Saints do have practices that that are not open to the media. So from what she's seen, uh, he's just been throwing a football. That doesn't mean that when the Saints get behind closed doors, he's not doing uh, other things and not – uh, playing that Swiss Army knife role. But I think it was worth having a conversation, especially since uh, when they did have training camps in the past, 
he was doing different things, but not so much this time. Baddest says, my son goes to Bellhaven University for sports journalism. He can learn a lot from you, bro. Uh, I, I look, I appreciate that, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, I just leave it at that. I appreciate it. Uh, man, shouts out to Bellhaven, though, man. I, I remember, like, uh, rolling up in there a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember uh, me and a couple friends of mine, uh, we end up, like, going uh, to a Mexican restaurant, man, and uh, we end up uh, having a little bit too much to drink. I think it was, like, my junior year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we we brought our drunk tails over to a party at Bellhaven, and we just kind of ran through their party and was dancing up in there and everything like this. So I, I remember those days, man, when I was uh, young and dumb at Jackson State University, man. So shouts out to Bellhaven. <laughs> that just made me think about that story. Uh, the truth says, uh, let me ask you this, bro. I hear everyone wants Clowney, Dez, and other players. I think fans uh, have to understand everyone don't fit in our system. Can I get your take on that? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, not so much Dez. I feel like Dez can give you a red zone threat. Um, I still think he still can um, get those 50-50 balls, and I think that Sean Payton can kind of find a role for him if they needed him. They don't need him now. I mean, I, I want Dez Bryant to find a team. I heard that the Baltimore Ravens weren't going to sign him. I feel bad for him. I feel like Dez was kind of blackballed out of the league. Uh, but as far as Clowney is concerned, man, I just don't – I'm just not buying the hype. I don't get it. I do not get it. I don't. I don't understand, like, why people are just so crazy about this guy. I mean, what has he done? I mean, three sacks last season, but he but he in the backfield. I'm like, but he ain't getting no sacks. I mean that's that's kind of the, the the reason why we hating on a, a, a frustrated with uh Davenport because we feel like he ain't getting enough sex. At least he had six before he got hurt. I mean Clowney had three, and we up here like thinking this guy's gonna be all world and he's just gonna change the fortunes of the New Orleans Saints defense. Nah, you know, do I feel like he can do some things in the Saints defense? Yeah, you know, do I think he can contribute? Yeah. But for me to go out here and spend the type of money that he's asking for to bring him in, like and he's not a, a, you know, a guy that's just going to rock my defense and, and, and shake the foundation of it, hells to the now. I ain't about to waste my money on that. I don't get it. Now, if we're talking about somebody like J.J. Uh, Watt in his fifth or sixth year, now you're talking, okay? Look, I'll break the bank for that. Aaron Donald, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I had the bread. But Jadavion Clowney, man, honestly, he just been making it off namesake, man. That's it. You know, like he's been making it off namesake for a while. And, you know, I'm always I'm always skeptical about guys that I see in college that take plays off. I am. OK, I, I can understand you're making uh, business decisions, um, quote unquote, business decisions. Right. You know, what I'm saying? I get it. But when guys taking plays off like that, man, it just makes me question their character because. I look at guys like I respect the hell out of, like Willis McGahee back in Miami, right? Willis McGahee, man, was a beast, okay? Bonafide certified beast. And, you know, he, he tore his uh, ACL, his LCL, his MCL, his NAACP, his FBI, his CIA, all in that game against the Ohio State Buckeyes, right? But, man, if he didn't tear all those things, he would have been a top three, top four draft pick. But he wanted to go out there and be there for his team. Okay. But when you look at somebody like Jadavion Clown, I just feel like he just kind of phoned it in. You know, like 
he'll he'll show like a couple plays like when he uh i think when he hit denoy robinson uh when denoy robinson quarterback in that michigan and he knocked his helmet off that was like the one highlight everybody was uh was showing but he didn't do anything else after that and then i felt like you know it was kind of in bad taste like right after it, it was a bowl game and he and he said on the field he was going into the draft i mean Man, your team just won a, a a bowl game, and it should be about the team, man. Like you could have told the the team the next day, or uh, told the media the next day, or something like that. I'm always skeptical about guys like that. And when a guy plays opposite side of one of the greatest pass rushes in, in NFL history, and you can't get double digit sacks, once again, I don't understand the hype, folks. I don't get it. I do not get it at all. Jackson is a great college town. Yeah, Jermaine. Yeah, you remember? <laughs> ah, man. Uh, you remember them uh, parties and stuff like that, man? Q Delta weekend, man. You know, going to uh, out there in Hattiesburg when you was at USM. Man, I, I remember those days, man. Going to Mississippi State. Man, I, I remember them times too, man. Shouts out to Q Delta weekend. Do they still have Q Delta weekend, man? I mean, I, I, ain't, been in, I ain't been at Jackson State for over a decade, so um that used to be pretty fun right there man so q delta weekend going to mill saps going to bell haven tougaloo you know like man my goodness man those were some good times right there uh how do you feel about our fullbacks or our current roster zach line was a beast hard act to follow well i don't know you know honestly i ain't really been paying attention to the to the fullbacks once again that's not a position that a lot of people pay attention to uh unfortunately but uh hopefully you know you know i'll probably have some more information for you next time we have a show i have not been following fullbacks I, i'm not gonna lie to you on that i ain't even gonna try to fake it to make it on that <laughs> chosen says uh tj who your favorite saint on this current roster on this current roster oh man michael thomas hands down Michael Thomas and Marshawn Lattimore. Those are my two favorite Saints on this roster right now. I like Alvin Kamara too, but Michael Thomas and uh, Marshawn Lattimore, those are the two guys that I like the most. TJ, what do you think uh, led to Nigel Branham being cut? Uh, The depth at linebacker. I mean, it's just as simple as that. The depth at linebacker, the chemistry of the linebacker room, uh, the guys they already had. Uh, he was the odd man out. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Uh, all, all those offseason activities that probably could have helped them make the team didn't happen. Therefore, uh, you're probably on his way to Carolina. <laughs> uh, Ken Arthur also says, I'm over clowning. Uh, I say invest fully in Davenport. I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. Hands down. I, I like Davenport. I don't understand what the scrutiny is all about. Guys get hurt. Okay, but at the same time, when he's on the field, God does a pretty good job. And we got to remember, this guy had he, – he he was starting to come alive now. He was starting to come alive. He had four sacks in two weeks, folks. Four sacks in two weeks, okay, before he ended up getting hurt. So let, let's not forget that now. He, he, was, he was turning the corner. Uh, the truth says, that's all I wanted to hear. We got to stop looking at names. Yeah, man, we got to stop looking at them names. Like, we love a name. Uh, we thought Adrian Peterson was about to come. We see Peterson, oh, snap. We see Champ Bailey, oh, snap. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, these guys are like, you know, not what they used to be. And 
if they were, trust and believe. These guys would not be out here for us to sign. You know, I mean, there's a reason why these guys are out there. You know, it's rather it's injury or it's rather some things that teams have seen or noticed. And they felt like, well, you know, we got everything we can get about this player and good luck to you, you know, in your future endeavors, you know, but I think we need to pay attention to it and not just the name. I played at Jackson State in 2009 to 2012. Yeah, man. Uh, man, I, bruh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, <laughs> all them championships, man, y'all should have won. Oh, man, like before all these things happened with the New Orleans Saints, my goodness. Back, well, in 2008, you know, we did win the swag. I, I just want I just want to let that be known. That was my senior year. But man, y'all had a good run, man. But y'all were the New Orleans Saints of the swag. I ain't gonna lie about that, man. Like that that 90 yard touchdown against Pine Bluff, uh, that double overtime game against Southern. I mean, the year they screwed us when we had Casey Terrio, uh, when that boy was a bona fide certified beast. When y'all was out there, man, y'all was uh Man, y'all was out there running that air raid offense when we went 10 and 1. Ah, oh, man. Y'all should at least have at least about two championships, man. But they ended up screwing Jackson State, man. And they didn't want that smoke when uh Casey Terrio was there. They did not want the smoke. Like, no, uh, none of them uh FBS teams uh actually wanted the smoke when Casey Terrio was there at all. At all. Okay, so um, but I ain't gonna lie to you. They were the New Orleans Saints of the sweat. <laughs> because man, y'all, I, honestly, that that game against Pine Bluff, my goodness, ninety-eight yard touchdown in the championship. How in the hell? I don't know, man. I, I will beat you up. I'm pretty sure you hurt. You was hurting about that too, man. But man, shots out to you, man. Y'all had a good. Y'all had a good run though. Uh, Kappa Sigma uh, class of uh, 09, man. Shouts out to you, man. Yeah, man, we got some Jackson State Tigers and some Mississippi uh, representatives up in here, man. I appreciate that. We got New Orleanians in here. We got uh, we got Oakland, California, man. We all over. Ronald says, do you think New Orleans will ever have a Major League Baseball team? I don't see why they don't. <laughs> I really don't. I don't see why they don't. I feel like people love baseball in the state of Louisiana. I mean, they've been following LSU baseball for years, okay, from the days of Skip Berkman back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that a lot of people would be emotionally invested in Major League Baseball. Don't understand it. I think that's something uh, that uh, Major League Baseball need to, uh, you know, visit. You know, I think that uh, if there's a billionaire out there that may want to, uh, you know, throw their hat in a race to possibly bring major league baseball to new orleans i'll be all for that i mean who knows um maybe gail benson could uh own all three um uh, major sports teams in the state of louisiana i mean who knows so that's some that is something i feel like uh needs to be discussed without a doubt uh tj what's the latest on training camp and bond's injury uh yeah bond did walk off but um not serious at all um probably this day helped him a lot you know the fact that they were off i think we're going to see him on the field on tomorrow um if they have practice and it's open to the public i'm pretty sure you'll hear 
uh, from the media saying that he was back at practice. He's doing an outstanding job, man. And he's running with the ones. I'm going to say that again, King Arthur. He's running with the ones. So can't be no scrub running with the first team. Brian says the only thing New Orleans has is a minor league baseball team. They have to uh, get an owner for major league baseball team. That's why I said Gail Benson. She got that Skrilla. She got that Skrilla. You know, get a baseball team up in here. TJ, you should do a cameo on the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Uh, Jonathan, any podcast that that wants me to be on there, you know, just let me know. You know, I mean, I, I mean it. I don't look. I I'm not about man. How many subscribers you got? How many views you got? Look, I started off with one subscriber, and that subscriber was me. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. You know, like we're on the road to four thousand subscribers, but my goodness, man, like it, it it took a long time even to get to this point. Okay, and some people may say, man, you know, four thousand ain't that that much, but to me, man, it, it's it's a milestone to me. Okay, so. I, I get it when you're starting out and, and you have a dream and a vision. I've never shortchanged anybody like that because I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. So, I mean, I'm open to anybody's podcast, you know, uh, the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Um, I'm going to be on uh, Who That Nation chat line on Friday. Uh, I'm going to be on a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, uh, fans uh, uh, podcast on Saturday, man, along with a Falcon fan and a the Carolina Panthers fan, I mean, I'm open, you know. I mean, just, just let me know, man, any way I can help because that's what it's all about, you know. And, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about helping one another. You know, it, it's about – it's not about big eyes and little U's, and that's something that really bothers me, man. It, it bothers me. Like, when people, like, start to, like, uh, get their channel growing, they, they start forgetting about the people that, that helped them get to that point, or they feel like, oh, they become big league and all that kind of stuff. Start avoiding messages, avoiding tweets. Like, man, like, how dare you, in my opinion? Like, how dare you forget about the people that help you get to where you are for you even to feel discontent? I mean, I don't know, man. I don't have that type of mind frame, I guess. You know, but, I mean, I'm just happy. You know, I'm just happy to do this show. And I don't feel like, you know, I didn't. And I didn't made it or anything like that. Like in my mind, man, I'm just like, what's next? And that's that's just the way that I work. So, and that's the that's the way that I work. Jackson State is a, a fire football team. Is worth a youngin investing three to five years in. <laughs> ah, not lately, Jermaine. Not lately, man. I feel like I'm bashing my uh my my school, man. But I I, I got to tell the truth. Shame the devil, as the old folks say. Not very good these days. I mean, um, man, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I have to kind of turn my head a tad bit, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like when I watch them. Uh, homecoming, man, my goodness. Ah, man, all I can say is, man, thank God for friendships and hugs that be out there. And, and you be looking for people that you ain't seen in over a decade, you know what I'm saying, because, Lord, have mercy. This team has sucked over the past decade. Uh, yeah, back when we were in college, Jermaine, like <laughs> we were good, right? We were good, but ah, not anymore, not anymore. But I hope that uh, I have a different conversation, uh, for years to come. Uh, Jazzy Jeff, man, real talk. Uh, he says, I scri- uh, subscribed to your channel earlier because of Real Talk Perez stopped by to check it out. 
Yeah, man. Jazzy, man, is a, a Falcon fan, man. Y'all, y'all take it easy on him. <laughs> he has a podcast as well, man. Very, um, very solid dude. Uh, Real Talk Perez is uh, the show we're actually going to be on on Saturday, man. Jazzy Jeff, uh, I want to say, uh, I can't think of the guy that's the Panthers fan. He's, he's going to be on there too, but Real Talk Perez is a Buccaneers fan. So we're just going to chop it up, man. Talk NFC South. So, man, shout out to you, Jazzy. Appreciate you, man, for uh, coming on the podcast, man, being a part of it. Oh, yeah, they love baseball on the third coast. Louisiana and Mississippi loves baseball. Yeah, they do. A lot. A whole lot. A whole, whole lot. Which is, like I said, I cannot believe Louisiana never had a major MLB team. Never. Uh, Julian says, hey, TJ, I got to tell you a color from a long face fan. Uh, Who that, baby? I really enjoy your show. My question for you is, how do you think Winston or Taysom taking over for Drew once he retires? Uh, this is how I feel about it. I feel like the best man going to win. Uh, I feel like Taysom Hill has the advantage right now. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, Jameis Winston has the arm strength. He has the skills. He has the tools that a lot of teams want in a quarterback. And one thing t- um, t- um, Jameis Winston never had is a running game okay he always suffered he had to be that guy to throw the ball a million gazillion times because he never really had a solid running back i mean he had doug martin but doug martin was in and out of the lineup dealing with injuries when Jameis winston was a rookie and he wasn't the doug martin the muscle hamster that we all feared uh the first couple years coming out of boise state so um i think that that's gonna help out Jameis a lot and it is also going to help him with his decision making because he's going to feel like he doesn't have to do a whole lot. But um, if I was to put my money uh, on who is going to be Drew Brees' successor, uh, I, I would have to say it, it's going to be it's going to be uh, James Winston, not Taysom Hill. I mean, sorry, I mean that's just the way I the way it is right now. I just feel like uh, Taysom has the advantage because he he's been in the system longer, but it's Man, you can't deny the skills that Jameis has. You can't. And if you can, uh, you know, build up his confidence and put a running game behind him, I mean, he might be the quarterback that we all thought he would be coming out in 2015. Ryan says, why don't one time on your show you do a roundtable with you, a Carolina uh, Panthers podcast guy, and a Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast guy, and an Atlanta Falcons podcast guy? Pick your brains. Uh, man, I actually do a show like that. It's called the NFC South versus the NFL. I got Mike Ricks, DJ Hopkins, man. Uh, we've been looking for a Falcon fan to do the show for a while. You know, we kind of just get, I think we had like a Falcon fan on there maybe once. Uh, but it just, you know, we be talking about, you know, different uh, uh, different storylines for our, from our respected team. So I already do that, you know. I already do that with those guys, and I enjoy it. You know, shouts out to them, man. I know they check out the show from time to time as well, man. They're doing some big things, too. And we got some things coming up in um, this season. So y'all be on the lookout for that, too. TJ had negotiations moved with AK. Uh, they're in motion right now, but I haven't heard anything come down just yet. But there are some uh, some contract uh, negotiations um, happening. So I'll keep you posted if I hear anything. John just says, who that confessional too? Yeah, man, shouts out to Deuce Wyndham and Ross Jackson, man, and um, Elijah. Oh, man, shouts out to those guys. Uh, I checked out the show, uh, the last one they did. Man, they do an outstanding job, man. I mean, 
the way Deuce breaks down film and, and, he, and he can just actually just see, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, these players and, and be able to evaluate them the way that he does and Ross, man, doing his podcast and, and contributing in a big way. And, and, you know, Elijah, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, those guys do an outstanding job, man. So, man, shout out to him, man. I mean, I ain't got nothing but love and respect for those guys, man. Real talk. Uh, Julian says, shout out from uh, South Lake Tahoe. I apologize for the audio text. I'm a longtime Saints fan. Julian, thank you very much uh, for checking out um, the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Man, I appreciate all of the of the new uh, faces and, and, and new comments that I see, you know, the unfamiliar faces here, man. Thank y'all very much. Uh, I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, let's see. Julian also had a question. Say, my question for you is a different skill set uh, that both Taysom and Winston bring to our team. I'm curious as to what direction you think we are going to go in in the future post breeze. That's a good question. Um, whoever the best quarterback is, um, Sean Payton will uh, put an offense around him that is going to cater to his skill set. I mean, like I said, uh, when Drew Brees went down with uh, and Teddy Bridgewater came into the game, that was a completely different offense that we've seen. It wasn't the, the same offense that we've seen when Drew was there. Sean Payton had to go and, and pick out plays that made Teddy feel comfortable. And I feel like Rather, it's Taysom. He is going to find an offense that caters to Taysom's skill set. Or Jameis, he's going to do the same thing. So I don't think there's a, a complete answer for that. I think it's just whoever, whoever uh, he picks and, you know, picking out, you know, what their strengths are. If you think Jackson State so you should check out the, so the Jaguars, bro. They so damn sorry they lose at practice. <laughs> But it's the home team. Man, I mean, I like Southern University, man. Shouts out to them. I don't want to say that too loud because they all went out bitter robberies, man. Those games be so hostile. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, they, they've, uh, you know, been in championship uh, contention a few times, you know, been, been there more than Jackson State was. So I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say that too much. You know, I ain't going to say nothing too bad about them, but. I think they're pretty good. I mean, Grambling just been dominating over the last couple of years, you know. I mean, they 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 passed. Uh, I think they had that guy Kincaid who came from um from Ole Miss. Uh, you know, so I know uh Darius Christmas, a young guy out of Vicksburg, man. I, I used to play basketball in the gym with him, man. I I was very uh invested in him. So man, they had a good they had a good talent uh talented team. So ain't no ain't no shame in losing to Grambling over the last couple of years. I mean, but they can't be A&T for some apparent reason. <laughs> uh, Flowers uh, was a good pickup. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. Uh, Deuce Winham said, you should come on my show to discuss our farts. <laughs> uh, uh, Deuce, I'll be ripping them. Uh, Winham, thank you very much for the $2. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll be always trying to find ways to infiltrate the chat. And, um, you know, coming up with these different names. But for some apparent reason, we can always find out that it's I'll be ripping them for some apparent reason. I, I can't put my finger on how I can just figure this out on anybody else in the chat. But I don't know. I don't know what gives it away. I really don't. I, I think I'll find out one day. Man, shout out to my guy Joe says, TJ, do you think PJ Williams is teaching Marcus Williams 
uh, how to tackle. <sighs> Man, what, what day and age are we living in? We really are in 2020. I, I mean, the fact that we're asking P.J. Williams to teach somebody how to do anything in the secondary. My goodness, how far have we come? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Joe, tackling is something that <laughs> you just – you got to have in your mind to do, okay? There's nothing nobody can ever tell you. They can't be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you tackle this way. Grab this guy leg this way. Look, you got to want it. You got to want it. And you can't be afraid, okay? You can't be out there closing your eyes and, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to lay the wood. You get what I'm saying? You got to lay the wood. You got to be out there ready to inflict some pain on the opposition. And it's rather you want to do it or you don't. And for years, it seemed like Marcus Williams does not want to do it. Can't be too sexy back there, man. You can't be back there all finesse. A safety can't be finesse, okay? You got to have an edge to be safety. There's a reason why we look at people like Ed Reed and Brian Dawkins and Troy Palomalu. And, and Bob Sanders. That's one reason why we look at those guys and we have so much respect for them because they played like they had a screw loose. Okay. I mean, he's a smart kid. He graduated from Utah with a 4.0 grade point average. Okay. I get it. But at the same time, dude, come on, man. You cannot be playing safety and be afraid to lay the wood. You can't. And it's nothing that PJ Williams <laughs> can teach you to help you in that regard, okay? It's rather you want it or you don't. <laughs> Plain and simple. Uh, how's that uh, planning doing and the uh, uh, kicker return team? Uh, I guess they're doing pretty good. I, I guess they're doing pretty good. I, I guess I guess so. <laughs> how's the punt return team? Oh, okay, he's at a punt return team. I don't know. I guess they're doing good. I ain't hear nothing else. Uh, the special teams has been one of the brighter spots on the Saints team over the last couple of years. Uh, Julian says, I totally agree. Jameis has so much talent. He's only 26 years old. The ceiling is high with his talent. And under Sean Payton and sitting on a bench studying Drew Brees. Yeah, I agree, man. I think that Jameis Winston, in order to help his confidence, in order to build him up, I think less of Jameis this year is is more. You know I mean, more for him as a quarterback is going to help him uh, become a better student of the game. It's going to give him those mental reps that he need in order for him to see the field in a, in a whole different light. Um, it, it's, it's going to be a lesson for him in humil uh, humility uh, because, I mean, he's always been the guy. So it's going to help him. The truth says, to be honest, our coaches need to teach our O-line how to pass gas at scrimmage. <laughs> they should create a wall of farts on every play, giving Breeze two lines of defense to protect him. <laughs> the truth hurts, a.k.a. I be ripping them. Uh, thank you very much for that comment. I don't know, man. That's that's something maybe Sean Payne need to look into. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, if the – the referees would have a problem with that or not, or the NFL, maybe some fines would be uh, be put out. But mm. Joe says Marcus Williams must be single because he ain't laying in the <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know about the man's love life. I don't know, man. All I know is this, Joe. The guy needs to uh, be a little bit more physical. 
You cannot be a safety and be that soft. I'm just saying, you can't be soft being a safety. I don't, I don't even want to call them soft. You just got to be more aggressive. You just got to be more aggressive. That's that's a that's a more kind way of putting it. Uh, John Thompson says, hey, TJ, I hear Joe Bocci is putting in work. How many linebackers will the Saints keep? Um, you're going to have to keep more than usual, uh, John, because uh, we're dealing with a pandemic, uh, number one. Number two, uh, you don't know if guys are going to test positive from week to week or from day to day. So you're going to need a good, strong rotation. I feel like he's going to do most of his damage on special teams. Uh, and maybe uh, if he starts to develop and practice and the Saints give him extra reps and he takes advantage of those reps, then maybe you'll see him in real-time action. But I, I do think he'll make the team. But I think he'll be on special teams. The truth, uh, the truth says Malcolm Jenkins is going to show these guys how to come together in the backfield. Yeah, I think his leadership will play a vital role, the truth. I think it's going to play a vital role in that success. Um, I think you finally have a guy uh, um, that the game is not too big for him in crucial situations. This guy's a two-time Super Bowl winning champion. He was the heart and soul and the leader of the Philadelphia Eagles team for the past six years. And um, I just think that he just comes in and he just demands respect. I mean, when you have that type of resume coming into – any organization guys ears are going to perk up and they're going to be listening a little bit more attentively than you probably would from a guy who is just coming in um, probably have a few little skins on his wall but not too much hardware to show for it so malcolm jenkins is a guy that i feel like the defense in the secondary is going to lean on heavily and i think he's going to answer the call i mean he even mentioned in his press conference he talked about uh, how he was just shocked how over the past couple of years this team has not been in a super bowl and he talked about like some of these fourth quarter uh, mishaps. Um, he, he says that he wants to make sure that he does his job and making sure that stuff doesn't happen. And I believe him. So that's why uh, Dab King YT says Saints party Sunday, the 21st in Las Vegas at the uh, what is that? Venetian Ven- uh, starting at the uh, 5 p.m. Who that take over? Uh, Man, if you're in Vegas, uh, check it out. <laughs> check it out if, if you out there, man. Shoot, I, I wish if I, I was in Vegas. If I was, man, I definitely would be out in that thing. Uh, and I know that's supposed to be, uh, what's that, week two, right? Because the Saints go out to Vegas to play the Raiders. So, man, party it up, man. And represent the Huda Nation to the best of your ability, man. Y'all, y'all go out there and y'all be out there loud and proud. Coronavirus says, thank you, uh, well, Thank you very much for the $2. And it says, even I can't stop <laughs> uh, a focus who that nation. Yeah, uh, coronavirus. I, I, look, we don't want none of that negative energy uh, from you, okay? Look, we need a good, solid season. Uh, we don't need no distractions. We don't need any guys testing positive. We want to see all hands on deck. All hands on deck. We want to see all hands on deck in order for the New Orleans Saints to become Super Bowl champions, okay? This is the year. I mean, this is the year I feel like can change uh, everything. I feel like they have a good combination. Um, the defense looks good. Linebackers, good rotation. Secondary look good. Offensive line is starting to uh, get young and vibrant, and I feel like those guys are going to do something. The running backs look good. We got a, a platoon of quarterbacks in case Drew Brees go down. No stone left unturned here. No stone left unturned. 
Uh, King Arthur uh, says, TJ, are there any positions on offense and defense that concern you? I pretty much, uh, <laughs> I pretty much answered that question uh, just a second ago. Uh, I don't think so. I think they straight need all hands on deck. Uh, Fowler was a good pickup. Uh, he's been cooking all camp. Yeah, Fowler. Uh, yeah, he's he's been, yeah, he's been doing a a good job, man. Good solid route runner there. Uh, I think he's going to be on special teams too, but. The fact that Drew Brees likes him um, kind of helps him, you know, helps him out a lot. The last one says, Danny says, hell no. He's working on getting pocket work, but he's still going to be dynamic. Okay. I mean, fair. I, I, I see we got a Taysom Hill fan in here. And I, I don't want anybody there. I mean, there's like, we really don't know. I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. We're not Nostradamus. Uh, we're not Miss Cleo. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We can't see into the future. We don't know who the future of the New Orleans Saints is. And honestly, I'm going to be honest. I really don't care. I really don't care who it is. As long as that guy can come in, control the offense, and, and, and win games for the Who That Nation and the Saints organization. I can care less if it's Jameis, if it's Taysom, if it's a rookie uh, you know, that's coming out of college. I could care less as long as he can get the job done. That's the most important thing to me. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for your comments and your questions. And if I didn't answer your question, you can always inbox me on facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, or you can email me at stateofthesaints at gmail.com. That's stateofthesaints at gmail.com. And I'm also asking you, I'm asking everyone in the Who That Nation that has been following the State of the Saints podcast, I'm asking for your help. I'm asking for your help with this one, okay? I'm really trying to push the State of the Saints podcast um, in audio form, you know, on iHeart, on Spotify, on Anchor FM. So I'm asking you to, to please subscribe to the State of the Saints podcast. I, look, if you got an iPhone, uh, check it out, you know, on Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android, uh, Google Podcasts. But I'm really asking you all to please check out the State of Saints podcast in audio form. Some of you probably check out all the videos that I do, and I appreciate that. But there might be a time where you're probably in the gym getting your swole on, or you're probably at work and you can't pull it up because you're probably typing something. You're probably multitasking. So, I want the audio podcast to be available for you. So I'm asking you to take a few minutes, take a few minutes, uh, go to iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, and subscribe to the State of the Saints podcast uh, on uh, one of those streaming uh, apps. So I really appreciate that. That's what I'm asking of you. That's, that's a little homework assignment I got for the Who That Nation and the, the viewers of the state of the saints podcast thank you all once again subscribe to the youtube channel we're on the road to four thousand subscribers and hopefully you'll be on that road with us so um thank you very much for your love and your support youtube.com search the state of the saints podcast once again tomorrow on the state of the saints podcast uh you know we have uh where, where you got I forgot the guy's name. My bad. <laughs> I mean, we, we got a, a Saints reporter, man. I mean, his name escapes me, man. I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm I'm I got so many interviews. I'm I'm losing track on people, but he will be on a state of the Saints pod. Rob Walker. Rob Walker. Man, my goodness. It's been a long day, folks. I've done three interviews today. 
Um, <laughs> and this is actually the fourth show I've done. So Rob Walker will be on the State of the Saints podcast on tomorrow. Uh, Jemaine Bushrod will be on the State of the Saints podcast on Thursday. So uh, thank you all very much and have a good night, evening, or morning. And like always, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>